It's your favourite property and personal finance podcaster, Olivia Onu. In this podcast, I aim to share my knowledge about the property industry, share tips and tricks to help you get a hold of your finances, whilst keeping it real regarding my own personal experiences. I hope you enjoy the episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Hi everyone, hope you're well, hope you're well. It's a rainy day here in London. Honestly, I cannot keep up with this weather right now. But you know, I feel like it's been an exciting weekend. Obviously went out, just did some fun stuff because I feel like recently I've just been in like a state of confusion. Honestly, a state of absolute confusion. Uh, so of course, uh, I need to upgrade my car. <laughs> um, I've been driving this car for about five years now and it's like, okay, cool. I'm feeling like, oh my God, I need to upgrade. I want to get the latest car, but I just, I don't know. Like I'm doing the numbers. Obviously I'm a numbers gal. I'm, I've made a spreadsheet thinking, okay, should I finance a car? I've never financed a car before in my life. But of course me being 26, So I'm thinking, well, I've got good credit, I'm pre-approved, I can walk away with the car tomorrow and not even have to put a deposit down, so why not? And in addition to that, any agreement that I do sign up to, I'll be in that agreement for literally five years. So it's like, oh my gosh, by the time I'm 31, I'm going to be driving the car. So I want it to be a car that I like. But on the other hand, I'm thinking, oh my God, but when I buy my property, I don't want to now affect my affordability. So this episode is literally just talking about, I think, the temptations of increasing your outgoings um, just because you can really. And, you know, thinking about how it could affect a mortgage application. Uh, So, of course, car finance is something that you get when usually you want to buy an expensive car and you might not have the cash kind of up front. So you utilise, of course, your credit rating to be able to uh, do that. So I think the main thing with that is like, okay, cool. let's say, I don't know, you're paying uh, £500 a month and you know let's say you're on a pcp finance so pcp finance is where you literally have to pay a balloon payment at the end um depending on your debt to income ratio so that's your debt in comparison to your income that could affect your overall affordability and um lower the amount that you're actually able to borrow and i think of course when you're in a position like most people most young people in our generation you want to be able to kind of maximize your affordability you're probably on the line of affordability for something that you like especially if we're in london you don't want anything that's going to reduce your affordability so that's not saying that you can't have a car on finance but it's just about being very very wary about your committed expenditure uh so So committed expenditure is basically your fixed expenses per month that are not going to be adjusted and are most likely to continue um, when, of course, you take out your mortgage. So the more committed expenditure you have, that's going to be used against your affordability. And how it normally works with it being used against your affordability is that they will take your monthly payments, times that by 12, and deduct that from your annual salary. So to keep the numbers easy, if you're paying £500 a month for car finance, times that by 12, that's £6,000 a year. Let's say you're earning an annual salary of £30,000 per year. £30,000 minus by £6,000 equals £24,000. 
And if we now times that 24,000 by 4.5, your new affordability would be 108,000 pounds, as opposed to the comparable figure of 135,000 pounds. So overall, by having a 500 pounds <laughs> per month car, you have reduced your affordability to 108,000, so you've reduced it by 27,000. So that's 27,000 pounds less than what they would have borrowed you, borrowed to you <laughs> uh, without the uh, car finance there. So that's just kind of a, an example, just so you can really kind of see the numbers and see that it does have a big effect and you should really only do it if you feel like you really can afford it and it works out. So I th I'd say maybe if you are looking to buy a property, you wanna maybe even speak to a broker before you do anything and ask them, you know, is this a good idea? Because if affordability is already tight, anything that's reducing your affordability is gonna work against you and it's gonna stop you for, from achieving uh, the goals that you wanna achieve. So it's definitely worth thinking about. So you want to keep your committed expenditure, which are things like, I don't know, credit card payments, uh, what, child maintenance, child support, things like that. You want to keep that to a minimum if possible. Um, so I would always say, I mean, being a finance person, I've always kind of been the person like, no, don't finance a car, live inside your means. If you have to take out on finance, it means that you can't afford it. But I think in the same breath, I think it is useful to kind of leverage finance I don't know it all depends on your situation it's a weird one it's a hundred percent a weird one uh, I think I've, I've seen situations where lenders have asked uh, applicants to kind of pay off the total finance uh, before actually giving them the mortgage so, so they only got the mortgage on the basis that they cleared the outstanding finance I've seen other situations where it didn't affect the people at all and yeah like it's 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 a weird one and i think especially when you want to i don't know keep up you don't want to feel like you're falling behind because you're driving the crap car and all of your friends are driving you know absolute beamers you know you don't want to feel like the one that's letting the side down with your little crap car but i think to be honest with you i think that you just need to focus on yourself in these situations you have to just focus on yourself and you know stay in your lane because if you have goals there's a reason why you know you might not need that instant gratification it just might not fit into your finances and overall you know your plan is different your route is different your motivations are different so yeah that's the word of the day don't feel pressured to keep up with the joneses and yeah just try and just stay on path I mean, but if you see me driving a uh, <laughs> a luxury thing, then you know it's what it is. Don't hold me to it. Don't hold me to it because I swear I've been going back and forth. Literally, I've been like, oh, okay, I want to get it. I don't want to get it. But I thought it would just be interesting to share because I know that a lot of people might be in that situation, feeling like, okay, uh, I just want to get this because you know all my friends are getting that, and I feel like I need to get it too you know, and I don't want anyone to think that I can't afford it, because I definitely can, you know, it's so easy to compare, but I think it's important to slay in your lane, and yeah, just focus on the bigger picture, to be honest with you, I feel like these things are, in essence, kind of depreciating assets, 
Um, but one thing that I was thinking, I was trying to justify the car financing so much. I was like, okay, cool. If I get this car, um, I can rent it out on something like Turo, which is a car sharing platform, you know, or get around or hire, you know, I can rent it out on one of those and it will make me, I don't know, like it will cover the finance payments, it will cover the insurance and I'll even have a bit of profit. So at the end of it, I'll have a free car basically um but obviously in reality uh you know <laughs> you can't gauge the demand of that first of all renting out a financed car is probably not the smartest thing because if that car now gets wrecked although you might get a payout the payout might not be equal to the outstanding finance which is of course why we use gap but of course will your actual insurance company or your finance company even cover you for something like that when you've been basically stupid enough to rent out a finance car so it's, yeah, it's a whirlwind of stress. So I don't know, I was, I was trying to justify it. Like, okay, yeah, you know, it's gonna be an asset actually. So I've really tried to justify it. And I did the numbers. I've done a lot of research and watched a lot of videos and part of like a Turo Facebook group. And uh, yeah, obviously <laughs> wreckages happen. And if the car's on finance, then I'm sorry to you. I'm sorry to them, man. <laughs> So, yeah, like, it's definitely a weird one. I think that it's good if the car can make you money, fantastic. But, you know, I feel like everything needs to be considered. You need to consider everything. You need to consider that, okay, cool, you might be paying this, let's say, £400 a month for the next five years. What if your situation changes? Um, although it's worth noting with uh, HP Finance and PCP Finance, so HP Finance is the one that I was considering, where you don't have the balloon payment, like you can opt for a voluntary termination halfway through the agreement. Uh, so when you paid up to 50% of the outstanding finance, you can just give the car back and have nothing left to pay. Uh, so of course that's an option. Uh, it's, yeah, so weird, you know, so, so weird. But I thought, yeah, I'll just come and chat to you guys, just let you know kind of what I've been thinking and that. And yeah, like, let me know if you've been feeling conflicted, if you have any words of advice or encouragement, that would be greatly appreciated, honey, absolutely appreciated. Uh, yeah, so have a lovely weekend. I'm recording this on a Saturday afternoon. Have a lovely weekend, guys. Try and enjoy the weather and I will see you in the next episode. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this episode please feel free to leave me a review the link will be in the show notes also if you would like to book a free financial coaching call with me head over to www.proplink.co.uk please remember that nothing in this episode should be taken as financial advice please ensure that you seek professional advice for your own personal circumstances i will speak to you all soon